0: Welcome to Real Estate Radio with your host, Jason Stubbs. Want to share your real estate story? Call now at 512-640-9610. And now, here's Jason Stubbs.
1: And Welcome to the show, Central Texas. This is Jason Stubbs, mortgage professional and your consumer advocate for all things real estate. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you guys. We're coming to you right here from the beautiful Austin, Texas, uh, right here in the Patent Law Firm studios at Talk 1370 AM Austin. Uh, NRL MNLS is 181407. And uh, I'm joined by my friend, uh, Kelly McKeon, Senior Financial Advisor with Affluent Wealth Management. How are we doing, man? I'm
0: good. I'm good. It's an affiliate think commonwealth financial Uh, network well
1: there you go i appreciate you uh, (laughs)
0: uh getting all that
1: clear and uh how you doing man welcome back to the show yeah we're good thanks well, cool. Well, we got a good show coming up, guys. Um, uh, Kelly's got a, a new uh, a new book out that we'll be talking about here shortly, um, Retirement Test Run. And uh, w- this is long-awaited. Uh, I've been kind of keeping my eye on this guy. So lots of uh, uh, things coming up for that. So stick around. Uh, we got more to come uh, with, with Kelly. And uh, also, guys, I want to uh, thank everybody out there who's been reaching out to us. Uh, we definitely uh, are opening up our, our text line right now. It's 512 640 610 and um, as your consumer advocate uh, all you know questions with uh, you know your, your mortgages and lots of lots of things going on in this world especially for my hometown and the beloved Houston Texas out there so uh, god bless all you folks out there um, um, you know say stay strong and uh, we'll, we'll all get get uh, get through this but um, uh, once again text lines open 512-640-9610. and uh, as always uh, thank you guys out there for using our app uh, stick on that thing you can shop homes get in interest rates, calculate mortgage payments, and it is very, very easy to do. You're going to text ATX to 31996. You'll get a text message back. It's a link. Just click on that. Scroll over, add to home screen, and you can start shopping homes. You can get interest rates, calculate payments, ask me a question. Um, lots of cool stuff there. Also, if you're a rate nerd, you can check out interest rates, see what they've been doing over the last month, six months, two years, um, lots of charts and graphs. And uh, um, there's also a news feed that's uh, kind of like your Facebook. I mean, it's just got all the the breaking news and uh, all of the, the things that affect interest rates are right there for you. Uh, Real Estate Radio, Jason Stubbs on Facebook, and also you can now download on iTunes. So search Real Estate Radio with Jason Stubbs. Next week, uh, we'll be, uh, we'll we'll take a look out San Diego. Um, We'll be uh, checking back again uh, with Houston. And and of course, uh, we're going to talk a little bit, a little bit Houston here coming up in just a little bit. Um, Also, um, we've got, uh, we got a lot of, of things that are, are kind of coming up the, the channel just as far as, uh, you know, insurance changes. Um, there's some, some, uh, some mortgage things that uh, we'll be getting into later. Also, I think we'll uh, reach out to our uh, senior loan officer, Sean Finnegan, here in just a little bit. Uh, he's got a little bit to add on, on some things and how mortgages are affected when uh, catastrophic storms hit certain areas. So uh, um, Houston folks out there, if you're listening on podcast uh, or online, um, uh, stick around. we got a lot to, to come there. Um, we're going to reach out to uh, Shannon Register. Hey, Shannon, you there?
2: I'm here. How are you?
1: Well, good. Well, let me introduce you real quick, guys. Uh, you're just tuning in. This is Real Estate Radio, and we've got Shannon Register uh, on the line, and uh, she is a broker owner of uh, Register Real Estate Advisors. How are you doing out there in Houston?
2: Well, I am uh, coming to you from the REA studio over in Spring, Texas, north of Houston, and we actually have fans going because our carpet got wet uh, during the storm, but we're doing good.
1: Well, um, I mean, where do we start? Goodness, I mean, I, oh, <laughs> yeah, God, Lee, girl, know. I mean, it, it is something. I mean, it just—I I just didn't picture this coming. I, I just didn't know, you know, how to mentally prepare myself. But uh, being from right I don't there, think
2: anybody did. It, I don't think there's any way to be totally prepared for this. Um, and even the homeowners who, unfortunately, have had to go through this in the past—I have friends, you know, whose houses have flooded in the past—and now they're having to go through that same process again. It doesn't get any easier just because you've been through before. Uh, In fact, it's probably harder. I mean, it's just so devastating. Um, You know, the the pictures that you see are just devastating, and it only tells a part of the story. Right. It's just so massive. And um, the amazing thing, I, I think the one amazing thing that you can say that's come out of all of this is we see the heart that Houston has with all these volunteers that have come together and done so much.
1: Without a doubt. And, you know, I think, you know, just growing up there, I mean, I remember, you know, people bring it up often, and it's 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 just old Houston. I mean, I hear old Houston, and it's just yeah. the folks that really kind of started that city and, and they have just kind of bred that in to us all that, uh, you know, helping hands and coming together is something that we're used to. Uh, we've been through this before, maybe not to this magnitude, but uh, yeah. I mean, what, what are the first steps? What are you What are you guys seeing out there?
2: Well, I would tell anyone who has internet access, um, you can go to HAR.com, which most Houstonians know the HAR.com website. That is our uh, Houston Association of Realtors. Um, that, that's the page that we go to for all of our MLS data mm-hmm. and all the realtors use, but it's also Homes and Rentals website where people are going online and searching for rentals right now, and when you go there, you can. There's a button to go directly to um, the, the Texas Association of Realtors uh, Relief Fund, and you can, if, if you're in good standing and doing well, you can donate there. And if you need assistance, you can pl- apply right there for assistance. So you don't have to look for the NAR link or the TAR link. Just go mm-hmm. to HAR.com, and you can you can do either. You can donate or you can apply for assistance. And that is uh, that is $1,000 immediate assistance with your mortgage. Payment um, just to get some immediate relief. I think this, the the next thing is you know once the water recedes and you and you go home uh, to the devastation, it's it's what are those next steps? Um, I think is really critical that you know you have a plan and you know what you're going to do because there are so many contractors out there um, that are going to be taking advantage of people so you really need to talk with your insurance company and have a plan and know what you're going to do.
1: Without a doubt and you know there's lots of things to to watch out for and you know obviously there's a lot of folks that uh, see dollar signs uh, when we face these type of tragedies and and there's nothing that that upsets me more but you know as far as the the having a plan um, I mean what advice can you give folks I mean obviously we we want to get out there and be the first wants to get our houses, you know, sure. fixed and well, all that. So what are some things they can look out for?
2: Let's talk, let me just tell you real quickly. Um, the Barker Reserves, that water, they're saying that water won't recede for until like September 7th. So you're talking about a lot of people won't wow. even get to their houses until after September 7th. Um, but for those people who can right now get to their homes that have been damaged, the first thing, of course, is to take pictures of everything. We all have cell phones capable mm-hmm. of doing that. Take as many photos as you can, first and foremost. And make any temporary repairs, um, because you want to prevent further damage gotcha. so for example um You want to to make reasonable temporary repairs that will prevent more damage, like pulling out any sheetrock that you can that's going to start growing mold and that kind of thing. Of course, you want to contact your insurance company, or you want to contact FEMA, and if you have flood insurance. If you don't have flood insurance, you can still apply for grants and loans through FEMA that might be able to assist you as well. Um, When you contact FEMA, you're going to need your social security number, property address, your current mailing address, current phone number and insurance information, and total household annual income. You also need routing and account information. Um, I would think that they're going to be direct depositing funds instead of issuing checks for this. Um, So you're going to need your account information and then, of course, describing and your photos of the damage that that you've had. So uh, a lot of things insurance related. One thing um, that I found out, which is kind of interesting, is that Flood insurance only covers your house and the contents in your house. It does not cover your pool, or any decking, or any outdoor lighting, or any sprinkler systems, or any of that kind of stuff. So there are probably going to be some people surprised by that. I know I was.
1: I, I bet um, there's a, a lot of fear out there now, um, just on the the homeowners insurance policies that have been issued. And you know, if you don't have uh, you know, flood insurance. Right. I, I don't think that, the, I'm, I'm not sure how many homes are going to be covered just by the water with, I don't either, without because- the wind
2: right because they if there is a flood homeowners insurance will not cover and here's another thing with homeowners insurance or with any insurance whether it's you know your boat insurance or car insurance they have you know you normally have your deductible that you pay well when it's a named storm your deductible skyrockets so just for example you know a normal $3000 deductible on a house mm. now could be $13000 deductible because it's a named storm which is just absolutely ridiculous i
1: saw that i saw that well, I saw that. And uh, for those of you out there that haven't seen this, I mean, just Google, why do we name storms? And I read <laughs> in my eyes, girl, I'm telling you, I mean, my, my jaw was on the floor, my, I could not believe it. I mean, I didn't blink for a minute and yeah, uh, it yeah. was just incredible. So, you know, naming those storms, I mean, it's, uh, you know, follow the money. I mean, that's what we always say and that's you, you kind of exactly comes right. right back around and you kind of see why we push <laughs> yeah. to name certain levels of storms and, and it triggers a lot of things that I had absolutely no idea about until here recently.
2: Absolutely. Um, Another thing, landlords and tenants. You know, the the tenant has to continue paying rent as long as they live in the property. But on the flip side, the landlord cannot expect you to continue living there and paying rent if the property is damaged and no longer livable. So there's going to be some things to work out there with landlords and tenants. Um, In addition, we had a lot of properties that were pending sales in the MLS. And all of those pending uh, contracts, all those homes that were under contract, um, you know, go back to your contracts. read, uh, Read. your buying, you know, those buyers out there. Read your contract, and you know, you guys, you have to abide by the contract. And, and these homes are going to have to be repaired. And they, you know, just to statistically, what they're saying. I mean, this could take months to get all these, you know, to even make a dent in mm-hmm. repairing these homes that have been damaged.
1: Yeah, we're trying to get a uh, fourplex done uh, in Houston, which is one of three that have been held up by by Harvey. And um, you know, it, it's nothing's wrong with the house. I mean, we've 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 seen pictures from the iPhone. They've sent them over to us. Of course, that does not nothing on the as a lender but um, yeah. what we're hearing is you know we've got to get appraisers back out there and uh, drive bys aren't working they need interior pictures and updated and all that time stamped and all that stuff plus you know you've got to get with your insurance companies and, and make sure that uh, you know that that they'll uh, um, you know issue the binders and I, right. I don't I, I'm, I'm still I'm nobody's
2: to, issuing anything mm-hmm. right
1: now nope <laughs> it's gonna yeah. take
2: a while so, well it, and all the appraisers have to go back yeah. out and reappraise I mean it's every every file
1: right now is just it, it is up. and you know we're seeing a cost of uh, you know, anywhere from one hundred and fifty to two hundred fifty dollars to get those appraisers back out there to do that um, was just quoted yesterday um, on a you know a, a week and a half to two week turn time just to get those folks out there so we've yeah. got uh, we've got uh, you know a couple of, of You're going to need
2: to extend right. those contracts. Exactly. Any realtors out there who have homes under contract that have not done extension agreements, I would say put those in place. I know that's what I told my realtors at my company. Get those extensions in place. Another thing, people can go into their, uh, into their retirement accounts and pull money out to assist. Um, you know, Talk to your accountant because you can also file losses. For, uh, for what's happened, you know, damages to your home and, and that sort of thing, and damage to your rental properties. So talk to your accountant um, if you need to pull money out of retirement. They're allowing you to do that. And also, if you need grants or loans because you did not have flood insurance, I've got that website. Would you like for me to give you that? Please. Okay, it is disasterassistance.gov. Disasterassistance.gov, or you can even call their 800 number, uh, 800-621-3362. And uh, that sometimes they give you grants and sometimes they do loans. But it's better than nothing if you um, did not have flood insurance, which a lot of these people did not have flood insurance because right. they did not live in uh, in, the, in the flood zone.
1: Or, or close to it, guys. If you're just tuning in, this is Real Estate Radio. We're uh, broadcasting right, right out of uh, the beautiful Austin, Texas. And we've got uh, Shannon Register, uh, broker-owner of Register Real Estate Advisors um coming out of the north side of houston and also um host a uh, houston real estate radio uh shannon i mean I, I i just don't know where to where to take this from here i mean we've got folks that are asking all kinds of questions but you got fantastic information um what are you hearing i mean i know this is a little more on my side of the lending side but i mean Fannie Freddie reaching out and i think they're gonna offer some assistance I, i'd love to see you know where they go with that what are you hearing
2: yeah, I haven't necessarily heard anything about that. But I can tell you, assistance is coming in all directions. Mm. Um, it, it literally is coming in all directions. I know the Realtor Relief Assistance Fund is available to everyone, not just realtors. Um, I know that even just driving to work today, I mean, I saw more boats heading south and more um, more supplies on trucks going south. I mean, the I was dropping off stuff at a, at a donation lo- location yesterday. And they said, you know, we've already maxed out two different shelters that just we can't take anything else to them, and now we're looking for other shelters to take things to. So I think that, you know, I think that we have so much has been given. It takes a lot of volunteers to sort through all of that and process all of that. I think that it's... Um, it's going to just take time to get everything done and to start tapping into all the resources getting everything situated until people can even get to their homes you know there are some people just still waiting and, and it really is a waiting game until this water recedes and they can get to their homes um, before they can really even start anything so immediately right now I know at work today our office is back open and what we're trying to do is just help people with rentals you know if, if you own a house that mm-hmm. needs to be rented out let's get it on the market gotcha. if you um, if you you need a rental property, you know, then, then let us help you find something. So what about, I mean,
1: let's say you're, you're a landlord and you've got some tenants in there. I mean, who's defining livable? You know, I mean, is, is there a certain amount of damage that, that has to be, you know, assessed by some third party or, you know, how are those decisions being made or do you know yet?
2: Yeah, you really, if if the landlord and the tenant cannot agree, then they're going to have to get an attorney. And, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, my hope is that most landlords and tenants can agree. I mean, if water just came into the garage, you know, or you got a little leak in the closet, Mm -hmm. hopefully the tenants will be able to continue living there. Um, But know that repairs are not overnight. I mean, you can't, a tenant can't demand these things are fixed immediately because some of these landlords can't even get to their rental properties and certainly cannot get people out there to repair them right away. So, again, it's just, you know, Relax a little bit, you know. Give yeah. give everybody time to do what they need to do, and uh, and line up the repairs they need to line up. And hopefully, it won't come to the landlords and tenants having to um, to get an attorney. Worst case scenario, if you cannot agree with your landlord, please continue to pay your rent because they can evict you if right. you stop paying your rent. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, it doesn't matter. If you quit paying the rent while you're living there, they can evict you, so you don't want to find yourself in that situation. If you gotcha. cannot agree, continue to pay the rent and seek uh, a, you know, assistance from an attorney.
1: Gotcha. What what advice can you give someone out there that's got a home under contract and let's say they're a week or two from from closing, getting their keys yeah. in their hand, and now you know they've got substantial you know I've got the air quotes up substantial damage. You know what do you advise them? I mean, are we back in this extending these contracts and sending home inspectors back out? And what what are your what's your advice there? Yeah,
2: I think the first thing is to do an extension on the contract. I think if you can get the buyers and sellers to agree, we just we again we need a little time here. Everybody needs a little time. Um, So let's extend everything, you know, a week or two, whatever's needed. Let's see when the appraiser can get back out there. Let's see what the financial situation is with the bank. Um, because I mean like I know title companies right now that are relocating to other offices because their their offices is
1: flooded we've had so, the, we I mean I've got three that we were trying to get done by the end of the month and of course that didn't happen but um, yeah. that one oh. of those was a title company that was just completely displaced and you know our we're nation's reliable lending uh, right out of you know right off of post Oak so we're right in the heart of, of Houston and yeah and uh, yeah. We, we've got folks that uh, that have seen quite a bit of damage to them and so it's you're kinda, talking
2: about not just whether the property had any yeah. damage to it, but now you're talking about whether the when the appraiser can get back out there when yeah. the lender can put it you know, reassess everything because they have to look back at that appraisal and put it back through underwriting. And then you're talking about the buyers and sellers agreeing on extending. And then the title company has got to be up and ready to close. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts. So my, my again, to my agents, what I've said is let's extend those contracts at least by a week and, until we have a good handle on what it's going to take to get them closed. And if there are damages to the property, um, then we've got to start making those repairs. You know, the, the contract, um, you know, requires that a, that a damaged property be re, repaired.
1: Gotcha. Without a doubt. We'll keep doing what you're doing out there. Uh, Shannon, we'll keep an eye on you. But for our folks out there that have any just general questions, and especially if you're a landlord out there and you need help, I mean, Shannon Redshirt, she is the the woman you need to get in contact with. How do we get in contact with you? I
2: appreciate that. Absolutely. You can call our office, 281-288-3500. You can always call our office. And um, we're happy to help you. Lots of realtors here in the Houston market who can help get you into a rental or put your rental on the market um, and get it rented for you. And, you know, we, we can Help you. We are just really trying to take care of our clients right now, and then help help get people into some temporary housing.
1: Well, I appreciate you coming on. We'll keep an eye on you. Uh, good luck to you guys. We love you. Thank you, and so much. Uh, we'll be in contact soon.
2: All right, great. Sounds good. Appreciate it. You
1: bet. Bye bye. All right, guys, stick around. We got more to come. We come back. We got uh, Kelly McKeon uh, back in the studio and we'll be talking about his new book, uh, Retirement Test Run. Stick around. Be right back. i yeah. a Welcome back to the show. I'm Jason Stubbs. This is Real Estate Radio. We're bringing you this show right out here in uh, beautiful Westlake, right here in Austin, Texas. Got the beautiful downtown uh, right behind us. And uh, with our our hearts and thoughts out to Houston, Texas, we just got a phone with uh, Shannon Register uh, with Register Real Estate Advisors. And uh, she's down there in Houston, right in the heart of it. And, uh, you know, she's she's got a lot going on out there. But uh, I think we got uh, my co-host on the line, Sean Finnegan. What's going on, man?
3: Hello, Hello. Can you hear me?
1: I can. I can. Uh all right. Well, um what uh, tell everybody what's going on and why you're not sitting next to me. To, uh, for oh, the I got a sick three year old at the house right now, <laughs> so I could
3: not uh could not make it down today. I apologize. But uh next well, best thing, I'm on the phone. So there you there go, go,
1: man. Hey, uh, a three year old with strap, man. That's no fun. Oh, yeah. So uh, uh good no luck with problem. that and, and and bless her little heart. Yeah, and you know she'll be patient
3: X. So when we get back to daycare and now five more kids to get it. I'll be
1: getting the looks from all the parents for the next couple weeks. So I got gotcha. you, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Well, man, uh, we just had uh, Shannon register. Uh, she's a uh, broker of uh, you know, real estate broker in Houston, and uh, man, she's got our stuff together. She's uh, they've got a, a hell of a radio show that they do, and it's actually statewide. We'll get them back on and and chatting with them and and um, uh, her husband Matt. He's just doing amazing things out there on the north side. But uh, we had a good conversation with them and and uh, Sean. I want to kind of get into it a little bit. Uh, I might have jumped the gun, but I brought up Fanny and Freddie Mac to, to Shannon. She's like, well, I don't know anything about that. So I figured we'd give you a call and kind of see what you've heard about some of these uh, servicing, I mean, these folks out there that, that have mortgages and, and their homes are, are, are not livable. I mean, what, uh, what can you tell them?
3: Basically, what they're being told and from all the research I could get through is uh, what they really need to do first is if they're in a disaster area or, you know, in a situation where there's been severe damage to the house, the first thing to do is they need to call their loan servicer. Uh, so that's going to be whoever they're getting their monthly mortgage statement from, not necessarily who, who originated their loan, but who's been servicing it ever since. Um, and they can kind of file a claim uh, and, you know, make the claim saying they've had, you know, severe damage, A, B, and C. Um, in that case, you um, Fannie and Freddie are being instructed to verbally Mm -hmm. give these folks uh, 90 days right off the bat um, of no payments, or if they're currently in a foreclosure um, situation, uh, a 90-day suspension on that. And then, um, depending on what Fannie and Freddie, because they still haven't, you know, obviously 100% figured out exactly how bad the loss is going to be, the total damage, et cetera, It'll be possible that people may be able to postpone payments for anywhere from six to twelve months. Um,
1: and are you now, are, I, are you hearing is that up to the individual servicer? or Do we need to look into that a little bit more? Or are they just going to come out and say, "Hey, across the board"? Fannie Freddie said up to a year. I'm sure there's there's some circumstances that uh, we're not sure it of yet. Says
3: so far, right now, it just says Fannie Mae noted that after um, you know after everything's assessed that Hurricane Harvey may qualify for temporary suspension or reduction of their mortgage payments for up to six months. That's, where, that, that's what we're reading. You know, that's directly from the Fannie Mae website. Freddie Mac is pretty much saying more or less the same thing, a little different terminology. But basically it sounds like anybody can pretty much get 90 days right off the bat um, and then temporary reduction for up to six months. Um, I read that, you know, during Katrina some people were able to um, – Suspend it for up to 12 months. But basically what they're telling everybody to do is, you know, call your mortgage servicer. Obviously, if you haven't already, first call should be to your insurance company. Um, They can then direct you to any of the other agencies, FEMA, the SBA, Texas Windstorm insurance pool. Um, Basically, your insurance company will direct you who else you need to contact. Um, And then kind of go from there. I mean, really, until, you know, all the floodwaters, you know, recede and, people can really get in there and assess the damage. You know, there's not a 100% guarantee of all the different things will happen except for the fact that it pretty much sounds like one phone call will get you 90 days. It,
1: it, um, I mean that, everything I've read. Yeah, I mean that seems like a, a decent amount of time, especially for folks with minor damage. And you know, you say minor damage. I mean, you're talking about displaced families and all that. So it's easy for me to say, but uh, you know, I don't want to minimize that. But you know, folks that just have uh, you know a little bit of water coming in the front door entryway, a little bit of carpets. I mean, you know, we, we had that happen on our house when a, a sewage line backed up, and it was about three four inches uh for most of the house and uh you know that that wasn't too bad as you know it's about a week and a half two weeks of uh you know pulling up all the flooring replacing the baseboards doing the they call it a flood cut came and did a flood cut so they cut about you know six inches off of uh all the way around on our drywall and came back and and taped and floated that up above uh everything that that was wet and you know a lot a lot of people are, are really scared about you know the mold thing, and I mean mold was years ago, but you know that black mold the stuff that's real nasty i mean it's got to have a constant source, so it's got to be fed constantly, so if it's something's wet yeah, you you're gotta on, get dry uh, and you're on the dry out process as long as you're not feeding that you know with more moisture then uh, you, I don't think you have to worry about that, but uh, man what yeah, the other, go ahead
3: the other nice thing that Fannie and Freddie said is uh you know obviously there's going to be inspections and stuff that have to go on these properties, um, they're not going to pass the cost of those on to, uh, you know, people that have, you know, been put in this situation. You know, so people that are are dealing with it that are going to have to have their mortgage companies come out, have Fannie and Freddie come out and inspect the properties, um, they're not going to pass those those charges off, so that's one good thing.
1: Yeah, definitely. And uh, man, could you imagine? I mean, folks out there, I was just talking with uh, you know, Shannon Register of uh, a Register of Real Estate Advisors, and she was you know saying that you know I mean just think about folks out there that are in the process. You know, they're a week or two away from from you know getting keys in their hand.
3: Or worse, I mean, I just, I just got a I got a call. I mean, I'd rather be the person that's a week from getting keys in hand. to I got a call from somebody that got keys a week and a half ago. Oh wow! You no, know? I mean it's, you know, they they literally bought their first house a week and a half ago, put $40,000 or life savings down, you know, no flood insurance. You know, and they're calling me for, hey, what do we do? Wow. Um, you know, like I said, all I, can, all I can repeat to folks is, you know, be in touch with your insurance agent. Um, they're going to be your best source of information for at least who else you need to contact. Um, obviously, if you have flood insurance, you need to call, you know, you need to call up on your policy on the flood insurance. But if you don't have flood insurance and you've been, um, you know, affected by it, um, be sure to call. Your, your insurance agent, you know, ASAP, and they will put you in the right direction. I mean, there's things like for people don't have flood insurance, there's, you know, zero and low-interest loans that are going to be available through the SBA. FEMA obviously has, you know, a disaster relief program. Um, it could be a long a long process. Though. I mean, I had a relative, my aunt lost her house in the Hurricane Sandy. And, you know, with all the red tape, you know, it ended up taking four and a half years to get back in the house, rebuild from scratch. Um, one good thing I've, I've read, and it seems that, you know texas legislature hasn't seemed to have got much accomplished lately but they uh, have been cutting some of this red tape as far as getting extra funds and resources out there to those affected so uh that should that should at least help expedite things a little bit hopefully
1: well, man, I, I'm, I'm telling you, and you know options are, are going to be out there, and you know, as we continue down this, this recovery road, uh, you know more information will, will come out. But uh, folks out there, if you've got any questions, please, please reach out to us. You can text or call 5126409610. Uh, Sean, take care of that little girl man. Uh, we look forward to getting you back in the studio uh, next week.
3: All right, man. We'll see you next week,
1: buddy. All right, buddy. All right, guys. Stay tuned. We got. Uh, we come back. Uh, we've got to Kelly McKeon on. Uh, he just. Uh, I mean, j- brand new book sitting right in front of me. A retirement test run. Uh, you stick around. Welcome back to the show. This is Real Estate Radio. I'm Jason Stubbs. We appreciate you guys sticking around through that break and and, uh, tuning in every week coming to you right here from the beautiful austin texas and um man as our said before uh hearts and uh, uh prayers go out to, to houston texas and guys if you got any folks out there that that have any questions regarding uh you know rental properties whether you're you're a landlord or you're renting or you're about to buy or you have bought you're in the process you you, you just bought um all those things we're kind of sifting through this process now but uh, we're here to help you and uh we got lots of folks uh, out there that uh, that have uh, some answers so if you got any questions uh reach out to us, 512-640-9610. Uh, I'm sitting here um, with Kelly McKeon. And uh, Kelly, I mean, you, you've you've been on the show several times. Uh, we've had big conversations, man. Uh, you're, you're one of my favorites. Um, but uh, what, what's going on here, man? The Retirement Test Run, your new book. Uh, uh, tell us a little bit about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's exciting. I mean, I, the process was a long time running. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Uh, really, I kind of just sat down one time and said, you know, quite literally talk to I mean, probably four hundred conversations wow. a month. So you're talking, you know, I probably talk five thousand, six thousand people a year. And so I wanted to collaborate the common conversations that I have and some of the topics that we touch on in meetings so they have mm-hmm. a reference point to go back to. And when I started organizing my thoughts, I started to put together a premise and I thought, Well, why don't I just start where I started? There you, you go. Know? And when I was twenty two years old uh, here and, we go. I know. Where I would, the, this is where the book came from. That's where it came. I got my first job, you yeah. know, at a computer company. You can probably figure out which one it is around mm-hmm. town. Big one. And, uh, you know, i worked enough hours to, I guess, that Social Security sent me something said that they're going to give me some money here when I turns 65 or 62 or whatever uh-huh. it was at the time that they sent it. And it was 720 bucks a month. I thought, oh, all right, let me see if I could live off that. And so I actually ran a test run for a month to see if I could live off of the only income source I had at the time, which was going to be Social Security. And it miserable failment, right? And it failed right away. It didn't take two weeks before I couldn't even pay my rent or anything like that on it. So I thought, well, what's the gap in my expenses and how am I going to make up that gap? And so even today, now at 43, I still do a test run. So when I talk about in the book on how to run a test run, it's kind of figure out what your income sources are. And then try and live off that and see what your retirement would feel like. And then that way you can fill in the gaps. So if you're close to retirement, absolutely important. If you're five years out, you want to know, well, this is what retirement is going to feel like. I'm good or I'm not good. And what am I going to do about it? But if you're 22 years old, same thing. If the only income source you have is social security, try it. And you won't make it. But I've put in some techniques on how to remove some items to give you a more realistic way to run the test. And then, In that, I say, okay, well, obviously most people are going to fail, and if they do fail, well, here's some techniques, and then... If you don't fail, I put in some techniques that are very advanced, some ways to really powerhouse your retirement and retire early and stuff like that.
1: So, I mean, how do you, know, I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of folks out there, you know, inspire, you know, to write and uh, you know, a lot of creative folks out there. But, you know, actually, you know, putting the, the, the pen to paper or the, or the keys to the keyboard and, and just getting to work. I mean, what was that? What was that process like?
0: You know, it's, it, it's organizing your thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you can kind of silence yourself for a moment and kind of think what it is and then just get it on paper. And once you get it on paper, then it starts to kind of take some organization. But I, I, you know, I think it's real easy to write about a topic that you have a lot of information on and I have a lot of information on me. Yeah. Right. I know everything about myself. Right. And so I took, here's what made me successful. Here's what some things that I'm working on. Here's some things that other people have done that worked really well that I'm Trying to do myself, and it just came together. And then, of course, editing, input, and getting some feedback. And then it's a work in progress. I mean, there'll be another edition, another edition. There's already two chapters I'm working on to add to the next one. So I mean, what you, you you kind of
1: get to a point to where you know you you put all your thoughts together, and I mean, obviously, I mean, it's a huge task to get something you know completed and edited and bounded and, and distributed and in all of that. But um, I mean, folks out there that are that kind of inspire to to do that, and 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 uh, you know, just want to get something down. I mean, what what advice can you can you give them as far as you know, even you know, folks like me that have. Started Started something and I'm, I'm I'm on the two year process so far and and I don't uh, see the light at the end of the tunnel. What, what advice? Yeah, can do is,
0: yeah, maybe don't. Right, don't. Maybe uh, don't do it. Right. And right. in hindsight, if I'd have known it was this hard, I would have second thought it, but I would have still done it. Gotcha. It's, it's very difficult, but it really does make you better at whatever you do because I, I was not only forced to articulate what I already talk about, mm-hmm. it put organization in it. And so it makes even my meetings, my elevator pitch, and heck, I can hand it off and say, read this, and if you agree with me, then come in for a meeting and ask me targeted questions. It'll save both of us a couple of hours. And so it really hones in your process and makes you a better person, better employee, better uh, business owner, or whatever it is that you do. And so you don't have to publish it. You don't have to sell it. Sometimes it just helps just to sit down and write what you're about and what you're good at and what your process is, and that way you can become better at it.
1: Gotcha. And I mean, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, just the, 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 you know, the, the, the consumption piece. I, I mean, we're going to wait for a little bit, but I mean, let's jump right into that. I mean, you've got, you got this book and a, a gist of this is, you know uh, you know, being able to, you know, step away from, you know, your, your, your channels of income, you know, so you're, you go to your job, you come home. Well, you know, talk about that lateral move that you talk about. And and also I kind of want to, to take a, a quick step into uh, the, the real estate side and how you can advise, you know, folks that are are just getting into that real estate market, you know, kind of what house to buy, how to plan and and, uh, so forth.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So one of the chapters talks about how uh, I think most people know how to turn their labor into money, right? You go to work, you get paid. Um, The process that people fail at is they don't know how to turn their money into labor. And it's not a form of slavery or anything like that, but just to use real estate because you brought up as an example, is if I save $100,000 of my hard earned money that I went out and worked for, no matter what I did to, to get it, right? And I buy a, a piece of property and I put it out in the market because I don't need to live there. And the market says it's $1,000 a month to live there. Right. The person that lives there owes me what? Not $1,000, $1,000 of their labor. If mm-hmm. they're a surgeon, it might take 15 minutes. If they're, you know, work at a bistro, it might take a whole month. But they have to go out and use their labor to give that for rent as a market to me. And so when you turn your labor into that, that money then becomes someone else's labor. So you can turn your labor into money and then your money into labor.
1: Gotcha. Guys, Kelly McKeon, senior financial advisor with All Fluent Wealth Management. And we're talking about his new book, Retirement Test Run. We got more to come. Uh, Stick around. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the show. Central Texas is Jason Stubbs here. This is Real Estate Radio. We're here every Sunday, right here from the beautiful Patton Law Firm Studios, Austin, Texas. We want to take a special time to thank uh, uh, Assurance Roofing, uh, Dan Kitterling, and, and the crew out there. Um, they've uh, they've been supporting our show for a long time. And and folks, if you're in the Central Texas area, I'm telling you, Assurance Roofing is your folks. They're local, they're bonded, they're insured, um, they know what they're doing. And and with uh, the recent storms that have come through, <clears throat> got a little bit of wind, a little bit of rain, uh, they do free roof inspection. So uh, it doesn't cost a thing. And, and especially if you're thinking about listing your home, you want to have Dan and assurance roofing come out. Um, they hop up there, take a peek, check it out, make sure everything's, uh, tight and, uh, and working properly. And if it's not, they're real good at, uh, you know, getting with your insurance company, kind of going through those processes. They do it every day. So opposed to you guys having to do all that, they take that off your plate. They do that for you. Um, at no cost to you for uh, you know, just coming out and find out what's wrong, so that inspection's free. And uh, be sure you know uh, your roof's an important piece of your home. Um, it's the thing that's uh, keeping you dry, keeping you covered. So uh, Dan and his crew over there, Assurance Roofing, reach out to those guys. Um, also, our text line's open. Uh, you got any questions? Um, real estate, uh, mortgage, um, anything that uh, that you think uh, you uh, you know you're out there and, and uh, you want to run by us, or if you got any feedback, five one two six four zero ninety six ten. We got one more we got Kelly McKeon, senior financial advisor with all fluent wealth management and his brand new book retirement test run um, Kelly there's a a part in your book and you, know, you talk about uh, you know major purchases and and how can you kind of tie you know real estate into you know that uh, you know into a, a major purchase and and how can we look at real estate like as a consumption explain that to us
0: yeah I mean it's obviously a major purchase yeah definitely one of the, the most major purchase that people have and I think when I look at it as a consumption item I don't Mm -hmm. mean that it it is an investment I don't think it's your main investment I think that after you sell it and pay your cost to remodel you know the upkeep and taxes the interest all Mm -hmm. the stuff and uh, it takes to sell it you know what you make back if you make a profit obviously that's an investment right Right. and if you divide that out it's probably not your best investment I mean Mm -hmm. Austin right now probably messes that up over the last four or five years. <laughs> yeah, but, definitely. But um, over the long period of time, that, that when you view an investment, or at least when I view an investment, it's when I earned an income or earned something on it. Right. No one's paid me to live at my house since I've been there, right? Right, exactly. And so that's where I kind of look at it is the, you know when people are buying their, their first home and they're looking for, what do I need, right? If you're you know two people, or I'll use myself as an example, right? I only needed 1,400 square feet. I probably didn't even need that when I bought mm-hmm. the first place. And then when I got married, uh, the wife and I occupy pretty much the same place, right? And, you know, together on the couch, together in the bed, right? And then when we had a child, he's very small. But... When these beginners get in, a lot of times they come in the office or, you know, they've been with me working for a while and they're looking to buy their first home and they want to buy it for these fictional kids that don't exist. Yeah, I've seen it.
1: And, you know, Mm -hmm. being a, you know, branch manager, mortgage company, you know, you, you see it all the time. These folks come in there and you, you don't want our debt to income ratios to, you know, uh, uh, be the end all be all on how much home you buy, you know, how much home can you afford? I mean, that question right there, you know, how would you take that question? I mean, how much, how much home can we buy? And we get that all the time. You're like, what do you want us to do? You want us to max out your ratios and tell you the absolute max and then translate that to the home that you can afford. We're missing something there. What are we missing?
0: Yeah. When you look at it, you always do want to keep a mindset of, I I want to buy something that has a resale value. I mean, there's no doubt, but to oversimplify it, if I'm one person, a one bedroom is all I need, right? Right. From a consumption standpoint. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna do that, it probably doesn't have a high resale value, but uh, just to oversimplify it. Now, if you have uh, you get married and you want an extra room from people visit, two bedrooms make sense. If you have four bedroom, right, then you have two or three bedrooms you never use right. over consumption. Now, again, I want to buy a house because I'm going to have three kids, so I'm going to buy a five-bedroom house. Well, you don't have any kids yet, so it might be, you know, five years. It could take a while, so if you've tried to have a kid and had some struggles with it, it could take a couple years to even get one, and it takes nine months after that for them to come out, and then it takes two or three years. I got a little son who's about to be three. He's about 37 inches tall. I mean, he doesn't occupy that much space. (laughs) And, you know, <laughs> I see him running full speed to get 100 yards away. And uh-huh. so, you know, 1,400, 1,500 square foot a mansion to him. Right. And so, realistically speaking, your first home in my, you know, and what I believe in is go- buy something that, one, is not too much for you to handle. Mm-hmm. Let's just start there, right? You want to make sure that you first learning about owning a house. So, you don't want to learn on a 4,500 square foot house that... Stuff breaks, right? Yeah, exactly. AC units, hot water heaters, there's bugs. There's all these different costs that go in there that you don't even know about. There's stuff. I lived in a house for like eight years before someone even told me that I had to do certain things to the AC every year. Like yeah. bleach and a certain other uh, things to keep it up to, to, to muster or whatever. Right. And so you want to learn those things in your first home, smaller home, where it's lower cost and lower activity to get it done. Most people in their first home are very busy. You know, they're not going to be typically in their 40s or anything like that gonna be in their 20s or young 30s. And so get something small you can manage, you can learn on. And then also it will start to teach you what the things are that you want. Because these people, I, and I talk to them all the time, I work with a lot of them as well, and I don't want to offend anybody, but they drop by their dream home, like their first house or second house. I want this, this, that, the view of that and all this. And, and it's crazy, and they're going to grow into it. You know, you know I've seen it.
1: Um, you know, it's it's a couple that, uh, it, you know, you, you can see it kind of around you. I mean, my network's huge. I know a lot of folks. And, you know, I've, I've seen folks and even done, uh, you know, we've, we've done loans for them that, you know, it's, it's, it's a brand new marriage, you know, and they, sometimes they got some gift funds, sometimes they don't, but you know, it's that, it's that whole thought process of, you know, them, you know, when they're looking out, they're out there shopping, you know, they're picturing, you know, full family, you know, two or three kids and, in the swing set, the jungle gems and, and the, you know, the crisp open presents and uh, during the holidays and, you know, all that stuff. Truth is, people only stay in their homes, I mean, six, five, six, seven years and, you you know, just getting that, you know, 38, 39 hundred square foot home, just because you can afford it because you want to grow into it. I mean, just think about running AC upstairs for, you know, the, the next three years. I mean, that's a huge cost. So I mean, what kind of model, I mean, what, how do you know, or, or what would you advise, I guess, on a, you know, first time homebuyer, just kind of general rule of thumb, you know, is, you know, buy what you need, you know, because c- it's, you know, that's, it's so hard to define that. I mean, do you need a game room? Do you need, you know, four baths?
0: Yeah, exactly. And now if you, if you want that, that's different. If you can afford it and you want to go get it, then that's your business it's your finances. You can do whatever you want from a consumption standpoint though. It's all about building assets to produce income. That piece can consume all of your income. So when you're just getting started and you have no other assets and you buy a $600,000 home, Unless you're making a ton of money, which, you know, this town does have a lot of people making a great income. It's just hard to build up the assets that will outproduce that because a $600,000 home doubles every 10 years. And now you got a $1.2 million home and you only put 50000 in your 401k. There's no way you're going to survive that. You can't even pay taxes with it. Mm-hmm. And so when you're looking at it, it's more of, okay, you lived in an apartment that was 400 square feet. A condo of 700 square feet is almost twice of so what you were used to be in. Absolutely. So 2,200 square foot house is insane. I yeah. Mean, you're, but that's what people do. I want to buy a house. I want a yard. I want whatever. They're buying for their dogs nowadays. I have to have something where my dog is happy. My dog's happy. And, you know, you can get a dog door. You can get a, a small yard. I'm not saying to not do that. But a lot of people make these decisions based on all these things that are not necessarily true. You need to look at it as what can I afford. What do I need? Is it location? Is it size? What is it? Is there amenities I want or like? I mean, you know, because that's what you're trying to look at. But usually that's second home stuff. I mean, unless you have a family and you've been renting and you're making some different decisions, when you look at your second home, your second home will tell you, you know, I want to be in this school district. Right. You know, when my wife buys, that's, she looks at... That's
1: uh, when things get a little bit more complicated, you know, because it's not just about, you know, you... You know, it's you. You got some kids. I mean, a lot of folks. You know, it's something to be said about you know going for the good school districts. I mean, you you can see it. I mean, appreciation follows good schools. You know, just like HEB. You know, so um, you know, there's there's lots of things involved. But that transition from that first to the second, um, you know, there's there's that's a a little bit more, a little bit more things.
0: The case in point, I live in Steiner Ranch. Love it. It's absolutely wonderful. But there's $2 million houses mm-hmm. and there's $245,000 houses. Right. But we're all on Steiner Ranch. We right. all go to the same community pools. We all shop at the same places. We all drink at the same bars. That's right. The thing is, is that, you know, again, if you're first moving to Steiner and, you, and you're young, you don't need to live in the $2 million home, right? If you can, God love you. But the thing is, is that you might be one person in a ginormous home. And so it's it, it's just looking at it more of what do I need and does it keep me from building assets so I can retire? And if it does, then that's a problem. If it doesn't, well, no problem. But that's more of a consumption item. I buy a house based on what I want. Like if I want a pool, I want a pool. That's it. It's not the resale value. If I want... The square footage and we can afford it then you want it but when you're looking at it first and just to skip over to retirees just to make sure we, we <laughs> lump them in on this right is i get retirees all the time that say um we're moving to live closer to their grandkids right right and then they move and guess what the they parents don't. get another job <laughs> on the other side of town yeah and so you know and how and they think they're gonna see the grandkids every single day it's gonna be wonderful and they don't or they buy a big house because what if all the kids come over and we need rooms for every single kid and they don't right and that's what i'm saying the same thing with the kids you can overconsume as a retiree you might be able to afford a 2 million dollar home and buy have all these rooms that no one ever comes to
1: so you're saying there's a lot of similarities between your second home and potentially your last
0: yeah exactly your first and your last can be a mistake the middle is is kind of the ground. But, again, you can have as many rooms as you want if you can afford to offset the consumption. So if you've got, you know, millions of dollars and, and you can pay the taxes, the upkeep, and still have the retirement income and do all the goals that you want to do, then that's a great thing. In the beginning, you don't have that. Most people don't have that. Um, but that's what you're trying to build up to is the house is a consumptionary item. You're going to live there. No one's going to pay you. you got to keep it up. you got to keep it resale value. you got to be able to sell it for, for more than you got. You paid for it. But guess what? You're gonna turn around and buy another house. So again, even if you make seventy grand, where are you gonna live now? Definitely. Oh, I gotta buy another house. So there goes that seventy grand I just made again, back into another house. So it's not gonna produce income unless you get a bunch of roommates or start charging your family. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, that's Kelly Kelly McKean, and uh, he's uh, author um, of the brand new book, uh, Retirement Test Run. And uh, I mean, Kelly, what can folks expect out of his book?
0: And I really, it just kind of gives you an eye-opening view at where you currently are and then gives you some techniques to kind of fix that. And, you know, again, it hopefully will help you kind of get where you want to go. And, uh, if anything, it's an introduction to me. If you ever want to come in and visit me, I mean, obviously you can, uh, buy the book and never talk to me. There's nothing wrong with that. Or if you, uh, you know, want to see what we do, obviously that's kind of a lot of the blueprint of how we run our business. And, um. Yeah, you can check us out. You can get it at the website. It's www.allfluentwm.com. Uh Lulu lulu.com also sells it. Cool. And there's a ebook obviously you can get that if you're techna person, technical person. There you go. And then uh, if you'd like to give one away, of course. Yeah, well, no doubt,
1: guys. We're going to give a a book away right now. uh, Kelly McKeon's Retirement Test Run. And uh, folks, it's easy to do. Just reach out to us, 512 640 You can text the word book, and uh, we'll get that right out to you. Um, Also, want to take a special uh, time to thank you, uh, Kelly, for being in the studio with us. Uh, Thank you, uh, Shannon Register out there in Houston, um, God bless all you folks out there. Thoughts and prayers. That's my hometown, my beloved Houston, Texas. Uh, we'll get through this. So, guys, keep an eye out there. Special thanks to uh, you know Sean Finnegan, senior loan officer, NRAL Mortgage, and my co-host, my right-hand man in business. Um, also, uh, thanks to Patent Law Firm. Been supporting our show for five years now, guys. Thank you uh, for that. And for, for uh, all you folks out there that uh, have a real estate needs, Patent Law Firm is uh, the company for you. Uh, Dan Kitterling Insurance Roofing, um, thank you. Also, thank you all out there for listening, whether you're on the podcast online or right here on Talk 1370. Thank you for making this the best real estate show in Central Texas.